This is Armando Santos. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. July 25th, 2015, broadcasting Live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, this might be a first. Today, we have a Castro yeah, baby. joining us here on the Cigar Authority. Is it Raul? But this Castro, I have a lot of respect for. It can't be Raul, then. He's Steve Fidel? Castro. Steve Castro, he's a great retailer with 11 shops with his brother Dave called Davidus in Baltimore. Uh, he has his own cigar. He has resurrected an old brand called Lord Baltimore from the 1800s. We'll smoke that along with him. We're just back from the IPCPR trade show. We have all the information of the best of everything. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. We got Barry Stein on the wheels of steel. Chuck Morrison is away today. So Barry's uh, doing the uh, production and everything off camera. But pass one of those along to him. Barron. sneak in. Thank you, sir. And this is it. This is the Lord Baltimore Cigar. Lord Baltimore from the 1800s, an old brand. If you, if you Google that, you'll see all the old um, ashtrays and signage and everything of the Lord Baltimore. Uh, they are Baltimore retailers, uh, Davidus, and they created um, the Lord Baltimore Cigar. They brought it back. So uh, Resurrection, we'll call the cigar. And the cigar itself is something uh, I tend to stay away from. Uh, which is the size itself, and this is the it's a, it's a Lancero. Lancero Panatella. Is it a full legitimate Lancero, Barry? It's about a quarter of an inch short of a traditional Lancero. Oh, forget it then. You it know what? These guys have no cred. Yeah. It measures six and three quarters by thirty-eight. Okay, so thirty-eight ring gauge. Uh, this is a shade wrap cigar. Uh, it has not one, not two, but three bands. On the cigar. It's impressive. A uh, lot going on here. Beautiful packaging, beautiful cigar. Um, we're looking at uh, maybe a, a $9 cigar, I think, on, on this picture. Yeah, the cigars range from 8 to 13 This, I yeah. believe, is at the $9 mark. Yeah. So uh, a foot band, and then underneath the regular band is a giant, um, the whole size of the cigar, uh, saying Lord Baltimore on uh, beautiful paper. A uh, lot going on here. How did you take this uh, second? Uh, what off? I did was I took the I took the first band off up near where the regular band would be. Then I slid down to the bottom band and took that off 
and then the middle band came off, leaving me with the regular band that would be on a cigar in a normal band spot. So Here, I, I take just, mine. I just slid the whole thing down. I'll be debonair. I'll take care of yours. Okay. I didn't know how to do it. There's so much going on here. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it before we bring Steve Castro on there. We can have a little uh, little play and uh, see what it's all about uh, before he gets on. But um, right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually <laughs> lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And Mr. Jonathan will be coughing and moaning throughout the show. Not true. Because uh, he got sick while he was uh, down in New Orleans um, burning the midnight oil or midnight hour or whatever they Why don't say. Why you just call it like it is, David? We got sick while we were down there. You got sick first. I just got better faster. You are not better. You s- admitted you have a sore throat still, and I don't. <clears throat> The noises you'll be hearing is from Mr. Jonathan, not from me. Uh, IPCPR, very, very interesting show. A lot of cigar smoking, a lot of being awake time, not a lot of rest and relaxation, as most of you think. Oh, you must be going on vacation for eight days. Far from a vacation. vacation. It's usually 22-hour days. Yes. You know, it's even worse in Vegas when they're pumping in the oxygen in the casinos. Yeah, you don't that's realize a the myth. time. But you know what I found interesting was the temperature. They don't just say what the temperature is. They said it's 116. Real uh, feel. Um, degrees. Well, heat feel. index. Okay. Heat index. What the hell does that mean? This is while I'm in the hotel. 116 heat index. What is that? Till you walk out and then you realize really fast what that means. It's like living in a bowl of soup. You sweat from places that you didn't know had right. sweat glands. The thing that amazed me is the one time I was in New Orleans when they say it's 100% humidity. It's more than 100% humidity. I've been in Miami, South Florida, where it's always 100% humidity. Yeah. 100% humidity in New Orleans is the next level. Oh, my God. It's, you actually need a knife to cut through the yeah. air just to walk out of the hotel. Hard to breathe. It, it was. It's brutal. I mean, the place... I don't know. If, if you like New Orleans, good for you. It's probably the last time the IPCPR will be there. Uh, I can guarantee you it'll be the last time that I ever go there. Yes. <clears throat> That's enough of that. Enough of that. All right. We're lighting our cigar today with the Vertigo Renegade. This 1495 beauty features a flip-out bullet punch that does extend past vertical for all you big ring-gauge cigar smokers. You've got to flip the top yourself, which is why it's only the 1499, but it features four jets And yes, it does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. So on the pre-light drawer, I got caramel popcorn. Oh, I can see the popcorn popping. You got the sweetness from the caramel. Mr. Jonathan can't taste anything. I don't know why. On the pre-light drawer, I got nothing. (laughs) I got the taste of my own bile. Yeah. I can see um, the the popcorn-y type of thing even after I lit it. So the cigar, which has a Connecticut shade wrapper, also features an Indonesian binder, as well as filler from the Dominican Republic. It's available in six sizes. Each box is a 16 count. And uh, we'll find out a little bit more about the history of the brand a little bit later. Do you know what Indonesian binder tastes like? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. Tastes like the sweat of a horse. (laughs) That's what Nelson Alfonso said as he was trying a, a cigar. Um, the New Hammer and Sickle uh, Kalinog, Kalinog, um, that he tasted it, and he said, 
the sweat of a horse. And, and he said, started to go on from there, like he was going to describe yeah. what the tobaccos were. And David and I stopped him right there. I spit the coffee out on the stop right there, Nelson. Rock. What the hell are you people doing to horses in Cuba that you know what their sweat tastes like? Well, What's going on that. with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there a website for that? Well, it's hosted in Mexico, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, it, it was so Deadpan, too. Just the sweat of a horse. I don't get it. I don't okay, taste Nelson. it in this, nor do I taste it in that, but whatever. Um, this is a very smooth, creamy smoke. <clears throat> the sweetness of caramel, the consistency of maybe uh, freshly popped popcorn. It's just a, it's a nicely balanced, milder You cigar. like the Lancero shape. I'm a cigar geek. I like the thinner ring gauges. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly give, gives more, you know, you look at this as, as a mild cigar, but a mild cigar with a lot of flavor. There's a lot uh, Maybe because on. of the Lancero shape or, or what it is, you're getting more flavor out of it because of its, of its shape. I just feel like I don't even know how to hold a Lancero. I'm, you guys aren't getting any fig, like fig Newton going on here? Not I. The, the outside of the fig Newton. The cookie? The, the cookie part of it. Oh, no. The no. inside. My palate's all messed up right now. Well, anyway, <clears throat> here we go. He, he can't even hear it. His ears are locked up, too. We can talk about him, like, quietly. He won't even know we're saying I'm things sitting about him. right here. So uh, some of the things that uh, we saw at IPCPR, we're going to get into right now. Um, you know, uh, we talk about merges and things like that that may be happening and stuff. And when you see somebody at somebody's booth or something, you say, hmm, something going on here. Um, Dion Giolito from Illusion Cigars was not set up in his own booth like he normally, normally is. He was actually in the Casa Fernandez booth right. as part of that company. That's interesting. Wow. Interesting. I don't know if it means anything, but it, it, it gives the question merger. But neither, acquisition? neither Raphael nor Pete Johnson were set up in the Altadas booth. No, they were not this year. Um, but they both are working with Altadas. Is there something going on with that? These are things that were discussed uh, under, with some cocktails and things that people saying, hmm, you know, what do you think? What do you think? Everybody likes a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. There was plenty of it, which I want to tell you about. Don't let me forget to do that as I, as I wrap this up. Okay. Hiroshi Romania, jump ship, uh, not into the U.S., but with La Polina. Um, he came over. We talked for quite a while with him. Um, the people from Cubanacan came over. Um, it's going to get ugly. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're selling each other's product. Yeah. It's going to get ugly. Uh, everybody was <clears throat> nice saying it, but you could see that they were, say- they were very careful of what they said because this ain't over. This is just beginning. Um, unfortunate. Um, good product, good people, um, and it's going to go to the lawyers. That's what's going to happen, and lawyers are going to make lots of money on both sides. Uh, You'll hear more of that as that goes on for sure. Um, Every major blender uh, and top tobacco producer, uh, we were with Nelson Alfonso at the Selected Tobacco booth most of the show. Um, He was the prom queen, if you were to say, is there a prom queen of the IPCPR? It was Nelson Alfonso. Awful lot of ring kissing going on. Oh, yeah. Was he in drag or? No, he was not. He was dressed the way he always is. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I say to the retailers and the people in the U.S., we really don't know of him very much. But worldwide, they know of him. He's the top, top guy, and everybody was coming over. um, And he was holding court for 
three and a half days. Um, so uh, who knows what ends up happening with him, but everybody is interested in, in his uh, tobacco blends, into his uh, um, artwork and design work, and everybody coming over to him and him just shaking his head no an awful lot. So everybody was asking. Right. They're talking in Spanish, so I don't know what they're saying. And, uh, but he but, would but say afterwards, say, yeah, he, he, he no. wants me to design something for him. And I said, no, I don't, I don't do that. He was, you know, in talking to some retailers, and they'd say, how beautiful. Everything is so beautiful, uh, including the booth and everything. And he says, the worst thing I ever did was make this cigar beautiful. And he's talking to Adabe and Byron. With the packaging. The packaging is the worst thing because the cigar is so good, but people cannot get past how it looks. And he says, I want somebody to come up and tell me how beautiful the cigar tastes. And I said, it tastes beautiful. I'll tell you. Because it tastes it, better it than the packaging looks, man. Yeah, yeah. Not many companies can say that. Yeah, right. Um, Steve Saka, um, he was, um, if he wasn't the prom queen, he was the belle of the ball anyway, of people going over to him. Um, he told me in his first day he sold his whole production through. Uh, I said, listen, just cut me back and cut everybody back. And he was uh, a gentleman. No, 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 don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of you. Um, but, you know, what I'm trying to say to him is until the cigar sells three times, it really didn't sell. Right. We're going to, of course, take it on. And you, he counts that as a sell. That is not a sell at all. I put them on my shelf, and if it never sells again and he never gets an order, it didn't sell through. It needs to sell through. Right. So it sells through once for us, and I reorder it. Right. Now he gets a second order, and he says, oh, now I'm getting reorders. I've had it made. No, because you, the listener, you, the consumer, want to try it once at least. So I'm going to sell them all just from everybody trying it once. I'm wondering if you're going to come back. I'm going to rebuy it again. Am I going to be able to sell this thing through from people that already tried it and said I'm going to rebuy it? Until I do that and place my third order with him, we don't know if the cigar is going to sell. I have no idea what the cigar is going to taste like. This guy sold his production, and nobody but him has ever tried the cigar. He doesn't know what it's One hundred percent, he says, not my best friends. Nobody has smoked a cigar but me, and everybody wanted to get it no matter what. And he says, you know, wait if you want. I understand. No, no, no. Everybody's scared to wait. We're going to try it. And um, he sold it in one day. He sold it all. Did very well. I'm so happy for him. He's driving back uh, to New Hampshire here uh, right now as we speak. So uh, congratulations to him. He was very humble when he spoke. He actually, uh, he was the definition of the soft sell. Yeah. Buy it if you want it. Try it. If you don't like it, no big deal. But try one before you buy a box. Yeah, that might have been after the first day, after the pressure was off. <laughs> off. <laughs> because uh, he was very nervous, I'll tell you. I saw him a uh, day before he left uh, from here to drive down. And um, working for other companies and stuff, yeah, he wanted to prove something. This time, everything was on the line. Everything. Um, and everything that he built up, if this thing fails, would all be gone. So... Everything's on the line for him. Congratulations to him that um, he ended up getting through without, without even sampling the cigars. A big risk because normally most retailers are not going to try a, take on a cigar brand that they can't try the cigar and know uh, themselves, especially uh, knowing nothing about it on top of it. So uh, they did. He has uh, years of experience, and they, and they took it on. So uh, that was great. Uh, we sampled the M80 Connecticut. Yes, we there's, did. <clears throat> I had one earlier this week when uh, Ed came back. and There's, there's a little uh, Connecticut with, with a lot of flavor like the cigar yeah. we're smoking now. 
Um, very interesting. Uh, I, I didn't ask for it. No. I it was showed up. Totally impressed. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Totally impressed. Um, so um, we're going to see. We're going to see uh, what we think. Uh, we have some more samples. We'll go through it again, uh, make a decision. And um, There's been a lot of comments on the website lately that people are starting to go back to Connecticut's. Mm. So I'd be curious to see if we go through with the Connecticut M80. Well, I think we have to uh, sit and really have a powwow over it and see what we can think of that. Um, me and Jonathan both gained a lot of weight while we were there. <clears throat> Mine's all off. Is it? It's all off. Because you've been sick and you've been um, doing number one through number two, right? Uh, yes. Yes. All, all of the above. Yes. Um, <laughs> Don't I have, encourage him, Steve. I have not... Uh, Got rid of all the extra poundage I put on. Very, very hard, but food is good, and that's that. Uh, but uh, while Mr. Jonathan was there, and I think this was on the first night that we decided to take a <clears throat> walk through Bourbon Street and show my 20-year-old daughter what Bourbon Street is all about. Uh, he ended up showing me what it was all about. <laughs> uh, I heard you got a shoe shine. She got a shoe shine. So. so this dude comes up and says, I bet you I can tell you where you got your shoes. And I said... All right, and I'm thinking he's going to try to talk me into shining my shoes. They really needed it anyways, so I'm thinking, what's it going to be, 10 bucks, whatever? So he goes through his whole spiel, and he says, you got your shoes on your feet. And then he proceeds to explain how genius that is because he didn't say where I bought my shoes, just where I got them. <clears throat> then he squirts. Got them on his feet. Some schmuckus on my shoes, which I can only hope <laughs> is some sort of shoe cleaning thing. And he says, he had a little over. bottle in his pocket, and then he went, squirt, squirt, right on, the, on there. Yeah, and he says, come over here, and I'll clean those up for you. And when he stood up from squirting the stuff on my shoes, I saw a dude that is the size of a refrigerator. All his homies come out from, from the There's dock. a dude that's yeah. somewhere between the guy that's dealing with me, who is kind of a skinny, like, non-muscular bench warmer kind of dude. And then, so you got, like, Mo, Larry, and Curly in all different sizes, and I'm like, Whatever. I'll go over again. What's it going to cost me? So I get over there, and he cleans up my shoes. It takes him all of 30 seconds, and he says, that'll be 20 and 20. $20 per shoe. Per shoe. $40. And I said, uh, what? That'll be 20 and 20. And then the big dude said something along the lines of maybe I was hard of hearing, and he could, like, some sort of way jog my hearing. So I reached in my pocket. I pulled out a 20. Put it in the kid's hand, and he said, you still owe me 20. And I said, 20 is going to have to do. And I started walking. Now, at this point, Fast. I don't realize where David is. I'm like, <laughs> God, I hope he got the hell out of there. I'm backing him up, baby. I'm He's right there. He's standing right beside me, ready to back me up if stuff was going to go down. I'm going to take the big guy down. With his, with his 20-year-old daughter. Would have jumped was, into. It was not going to end well. So he's looking everywhere for him, but we're with those bad guys. You know, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, whatever. So the guy comes over to me. Let me shine your shoes. I'm like, I said things I can't say on the radio. <laughs> and uh, there was no messing around. I mean, nope. you go there for yeah. war. As well, walking down this there. is what One I One guy out. walked over and grabbed my daughter's hand. That became a problem. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, let's get out of here. Yeah, and they're worried about stopping smoking down there instead right. of cleaning up extortion. Oh, my God. Well, here's the, here's the solution. All of the police are in plain clothes on Bourbon Street. I found this out from one of the Uber drivers, which I did Uber for the first time in my life. It's the bomb. Yeah. I got to ride in a Tesla. Um, yeah. But the Uber driver said, all you have to do is yell out that you would like the assistance of the police and that we are the cash cow coming down there. 
They're not going to let anything happen to us. So as long as there was not, no trouble, he said, notice no one actually put their hands on you because no one knows where the police are down there. So I was never in, actually, in any actual danger, apparently. It didn't look, it didn't look like that. No, it didn't. Um, we, a he, she, you know, approaches us right from getting on to the very beginning. Pretty attractive. Probably the best part of Bourbon Street, actually. <laughs> and we, you knew it was a dude. Yeah. You knew it was a dude. So this wasn't the first time somebody sprayed something on your feet? No. no. Okay. <laughs> As you go down, now the strip places are there and the girls are coming out. Yeah. Come on, free admission, blah, blah, blah. The guy was prettier than the girls that were on the street. <laughs> he was. Yeah. These were rough, rough. Mm, yeah. I mean, let no. alone, I want to let you know, we went there on a Wednesday. And it was early on a Wednesday night. Was maybe 8 o'clock? Yeah. Still light out. And this was already beginning to be that bad. So... Uh, that's it. I was happy to hear my daughter said, I'm never coming here again. I'm like, perfect. It was like scared straight going on. You know? Well, Skip Martin had his, uh, his hotel on Bourbon Street. Yeah. And for some odd reason, there was a Playboy Playmate party going on the floor below his. Yeah. And he was able to get those Playmate Play, Playboy Playmates up into his suite. Yeah. Which I heard was awesome, but I wasn't going back well, on Bourbon Street to what meet What I anybody. could see what, what happens down in, in New Orleans and especially Bourbon Street is money can buy anything. Even the weirdest kind kind of thing, but uh, we were invited there, but we did not go back because we were scared straight. And not my first go around on Bourbon Street, but probably my last. Probably so, my last as well. Uh, we, I, I believe, we're not welcome back actually as a cigar industry back to New Orleans with their no smoking laws and all that stuff that happened. Um, no, no smoking during setup. No air conditioning during setup. Which you paid for. The air yes. conditioning. The problem that happens is when the big garage doors open and they're bringing all the stuff in, the air conditioner shuts off. When they shut it down, boom, the air conditioner goes, goes on. back on. But, oh, God. I remember my first ever trade show, and they had said it had something to do with the unions, that there's no air conditioning. It made no sense to me that the unions wouldn't argue for air conditioning, but the garage door open makes more sense. So as bad as it hot as it is, and, and we're waiting sometimes six hours for them to bring us something mm-hmm. over, we're sitting there, and it's all cigar people, so you light up a cigar, and the garage doors are open anyway, mm-hmm. and it's a cigar convention that's going to be here all week, and they have special people with hearing things, you know, security, security <clears throat> and they're going around... Not for any other reason when, when one of the guys with the forklift drive like a maniac knocking down uh, Phil, Phil Zangie's, Zangie's booth, booth, completely knocking Security it down. Security didn't say anything about Nothing, that. Nothing, but you've got to put that cigar out. And they would peek around the corners and they would sneak around. Yeah, which made it all the more that we wanted to do it. <laughs> yes, it did. And uh, just very interesting, very interesting of, of what it was. So uh, we're going to get into uh, lots more of that and uh, different things we saw, the greatest cigars, the greatest booths. Uh, we'll get into that because we want to bring Steve Castro on. He's a retailer himself. He walked the show, uh, and, he, and he'll give us uh, his uh, information on that along with uh, his insight of uh, retail and Everything else. What do we want to do here? Now, do you want me to remind you about what you wanted to bring up, or am I saving that for after the show? What do I want to bring up? Well, you just said IPCPR. You had something that you had to mention to remind you. Yes, I remember I said that, and I yeah. forgot what it was. It's too bad you don't have a pen. You could have written it down. <laughs> Why don't we do this week's All right, do that. Duran Cigar. Me a yes, I wanted to say answer. something. What the heck was it? Well, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. 
Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with a super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. <clears throat> Last week, we asked, what segment of the market do you make up? Are you consumer, retailer, manufacturer? Well, 83% of you describe yourself as consumers, 9% retailers, 5% manufacturers, <laughs> but there was one writing vote that stood out as the person claimed to be the real Mr. Jonathan. Oh. So we know John Carney is listening. Uh, that's not go. true. I wrote that in. So I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I vote every week. What I do too. What am I going to vote? Okay. Okay. This week, we're going to ask the question with uh, the election in full swing, and even though politics and cigars really turn into the ugliest fights in cigar lounges, if the election was held today, who would you vote for? We have a list of every single candidate that's <clears throat> announced that they're running for candidate. So we're going to do a little bit of an early straw Including the Democratic candidates? Democrats yeah. and Republicans. Okay. So Very we want, interesting. We want to see who are you going to vote for, not who's going to win. Right. Who would you vote for today? Okay. I'm going Trump. And uh, when the question is asked, what are you smoking, the answer should be Duran Cigars. Experience the difference. And you can vote on the right-hand side of the CigarAuthority.com just beneath the Duran Cigars advertisement. I can't remember what I was supposed to think. Who are you going to vote for? No, I know that, but I'm not going to tell. I'm going to do it. It's a secret ballot. It's not secret anything. It's secret. No, we talk about it every single week. You've got to talk about ballot. it. You know who I'm going to vote for. Trump. Next Saturday. The only one. Next Saturday, we are taking the road, the Cigar Authority, back doing a road trip. Uh, we're going to figure out what we're going to eat going to and from, but we are going vegetables to Connecticut. and vegetables. Absolutely not. Uh, we're going uh, live to the Connecticut River Valley to the bonds in the fields with Dave Topper from Topper Cigars. He's been making his cigars for 125 years using Connecticut Broadleaf. We're going to go into those fields. We're going to taste the tobacco. We're going to touch it. We're going to do Chris the show Topper. from there. It's Chris Topper. Oh, Chris Topper's brother. Chris Topper, I'm sorry. You wrote Dave and you read Dave, but I'm going to change there it to go. say Chris. I did a little Ron, Ron Burgundy right there. Yeah, you did. So uh, <clears throat> I'm liking the cigar. It's a Panatella, but I'm liking the Panatella. I'm liking the taste of the cigar. I had the other size, and I'm still saying I like the Panatella. That's weird. It's weird for me. But anyway, uh, when we come back, uh, it might be the first show ever to have a Castro join the Cigar Authority, or any radio show. But this True. Is, but this is a good Castro. He's a retailer and a brand owner. Joining us, Steve Castro from Lord Byron Cigars. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar, what? Lord Baltimore. You didn't actually read what you wrote that time. Oh, really? <clears throat> what did I say? Lord Byron, yeah, right? you did. Lord Baltimore, Lord Byron. I got a cold. I'm on the antihistamines. Whatever your excuse is. Whatever. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people. We've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado. Got a 91 rating. Plus, it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? 
Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. 
What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. And we're back live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Joining us is a retailer from Maryland with 11 cigar stores. And if that isn't enough to keep him busy, he has re- resurrected an old cigar brand and now taking a shot to get it out there everywhere. Joining us right now, thanks for joining us, Steve Castro. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. Any um, relation? No relation at all. <laughs> well, you look like you could be related. Grandfather comes from Sicily, so no relation. But thanks for having me, Mr. Jonathan. Hey. Appreciate it. Welcome. Thank you. This has been great. So your cigar store is Davidus. That's correct. Um, we, and you and your brother Dave uh, manage 11 cigar stores. Yes. We started in 1996 with uh, one store and one employee up in Frederick, Maryland. And uh, we've grown to uh, 11 stores and over 60 employees. Wow. We're coming up on our 20th anniversary next year, so we're looking forward Congratulations. to that. Congratulations. Uh, been, been a good ride. There's uh, less ride. than 1% of uh, retailers see their 20th anniversary, uh, so it's an amazing milestone that you ended up hitting that. Uh, they say tough with family members, but uh, it seems like you and your brother get along fine. Get along great. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, That's awesome. How'd you come up with the name Davidus? Davidus is David in Latin. And my dad would call uh, David Davidus as a nickname when we were growing up. So that's how we came up with that. He thought uh, my dad provided us the financing for uh, opening up the first few stores. And nice. he thought that was a cool name. So uh, yeah. he was providing the bucks. So. He's got to be very proud. <laughs> Eleven stores. Um, geez, I don't know of another retailer that has that many retail stores. I mean. Don't know, except for like the wine uh, companies like Total Wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a family company of 11 stores, (laughs) is there planned to be more? Um, Right now, we're going to stay steady, see what happens with the whole FDA thing. Uh, And, uh, you know, if there's ever an opportunity, we, uh, you know. I want the FDA to hear that because right now you've put a halt on small businesses because the unknown factor, you don't know what to do. And you got to, you know, you got to say it or leave it alone or whatever so he can open more stores and employ more people and um and all that pay all, more taxes pay more taxes right <laughs> that's a big thing it's it's a good thing and uh so you decided to take an old cigar brand and if uh if you're into old cigar brands if you ever look at all the uh, artwork and things in the ashtrays and the the metal signage and and things like that. Maybe you've seen Lord Baltimore before. It's an old, old cigar brand from 1800s, I believe. Yeah, 1880, 1880. is uh, when it started. And it only made sense, you know, us being in Maryland and having a, a new store in Baltimore. We just opened up one um, in a great area down in Baltimore near Little Italy and Harbor East. 
Uh, we uh, partnered with uh, Heavy Seas uh, Restaurant, which is a uh, brew pub, and they do their micro beers there in Maryland, and uh, they have a beer garden. So we're attached to this beer garden, and it's, a, it's a nice synergy. Perfect. It works Perfect. out really well. Everybody's matching the, the alcohol with the beer now, and uh, that's awesome. Or beer with cigars, even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. What did I say? Alcohol, alcohol with the beer. <laughs> oh, alcohol with the beer. Yeah. Listen. It, we're we're going to start calling those Davisms. Uh, no, but the problem is it's the cold medicine mixed with the. Uh, all I hear is excuses about well, your sickness over there. How about you? We're just hearing you coughing and hacking and all that. So I'm, I'm involuntary responses. I can't help you're, that. You're not taking the medication. Correct. If you took the medication, you wouldn't be hacking. If I took the medication, I'd still be sleeping right now. Here we go. Here we go. So uh, you resurrect Lord Baltimore. You change the look of it. It doesn't look like you just copied the right. We wanted we wanted something flashy, something that stood out. I really wanted a a mild, creamy, buttery cigar that uh, had flavor to it, had a nice taste that anyone could smoke. The new cigar smoker, all the way up to the guy who smokes, uh, you know, three or four cigars a day. So I, I think we hit it with this one. I Were you going a, for the Fig Newton, as Mr. Jonathan describes? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't tasted Fig Newton <laughs> no, in the, no. the cigar yet. But, My palate uh, could be a I'll little off to, today. I'll get on this cold off. medicine and see if that'll <clears throat> How about uh, Barry said uh, popcorn with uh, caramel? Yeah, the caramel's uh, a good point. I yeah. mean, it does have a little bit of caramelness to it. So, so, so what you So what you're saying is Barry Stein got it correct. It's the I popcorn with the caramel. Maybe a little salt on the popcorn, too. A little, a little bit of salt to caramel, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I feel Ooh. so left out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so fine. are you a Lance Zero size guy? Uh, no. Normally I'm a Toro size yeah. uh, guy. But this is uh, – I like the Lance now, Zero also every now and then. You have a lot of sizes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have um, six different sizes. We have uh, – the Ark, the Dove, the uh, 1605, the Calvert, the Baltimore, and the Churchill. And they're all named after different parts of uh, the history of Lord Baltimore. Okay. The uh, first Lord Baltimore was uh, George Calvert, and he was um, the one who asked uh, the King of England at the time, who was uh, King Charles I, for a um, piece of land in the New World, and that was the whole Maryland area. He wanted that, that province. But he died before it was awarded to him, so his son Cecil, uh, Calvert took over, and he followed his father's dream and established um, Maryland. There's a couple of names they don't use anymore, huh? Cecil so, and Calvert. Well, you couldn't yeah, call so. a size a Cecil anyways. It just <laughs> no. wouldn't work. So Cecil was the one who made the dream happen. No, he never actually stepped foot in um, the New World, okay. which is pretty crazy. So uh, retailer, now brand owner, uh, and we're seeing a lot of this. We're seeing uh, retailers getting into their own brands. We're seeing brand owners starting to get into retail, manufacturing, opening retail stores, consolidation that's happening left and right, people uh, vertically integrating into different things. Why do you see that happening? What's happening? Um, well, I see um, more retailers, more of the uh, multi-store retailers, are probably doing more business. We're seeing less and less people, I guess, the IPCPR. Yeah, there's a good you know, point. And um, I think it's because the good business people, the good retailers are opening up stores, starting their own brands, and um, they're the ones that are taking over. I yeah, think. so uh, they're saying, uh, first off, the, the positive note was IPCPR this year was there was more people than there were the last time it was, it was in New Orleans. Typically, when it's in Vegas, it's, it's a bigger amount of people. And sitting on the board of directors, we expect it to drop a bit because simply we were going to New Orleans. It's not Las Vegas. It's going to take a dip. We do that for the people in the East Coast that don't want to go all the way there. 
but typically the California people don't go all the way there. There's more people out there. California, Texas, uh, heavily uh, populated that um, maybe not go. So we saw a slight decrease in last year's numbers of the amount of retailers in there. But I'll tell you, I spoke to a lot of manufacturers. I have to put different hats on. So I put the IPCPR hat on, and I go and talk to the manufacturers and listen to them. Yeah, it seemed like there were less people here this year, and what's the numbers, and blah, 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 blah. So I tell them what the numbers are, and they said, we've got to do something to get more people there. Well, put that aside. How was the show for you? Oh, we did the best ever. Uh, more numbers than we ever did, more boxes, more dollars, more everything. And this was everybody was yep. doing better than they had ever done. Well, take Steve, for instance. Steve went by himself to the trade show, one person representing 11 stores. Where some mom-and-pop stores that didn't go, there would be two or three people representing a small mom-and-pop, right. smaller store. Right. That would be three people. Here's one person representing 11 stores and buying a whole lot of stuff. Well, three people ba- essentially making one order. He's one person essentially writing 11 orders. Right. So they end up doing better. Yep. 80-20, which is what you brought up, that 20% of the cigar store owners that are out there that are showing up at the, sh- at the trade show are doing 80% of the sales anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong. but yeah. I would You're think, wrong. I think more people <laughs> go to New Orleans with the intention of being there for the trade show to buy. Yeah, Where absolutely. in Vegas, it's easy to get distracted with some gambling, you know, maybe a day trip to the Hoover Dam. So people go there a little bit to do a mixture of, you know what, I'll buy a little bit, but I'm also going to turn it into a vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't much of a vacation in New Orleans no. because it was so damn hot. You were there to stay indoors and uh, go to the trade show. Um, did you end up going to the America concert? No, I did not. <clears throat> I what an interesting thing. As soon as you took the corner, you know where our convention center was. Mm-hmm. So the Mardi Gras world was just behind that, a little bit further down the river. Right. As soon as you took the corner and got on the loading dock, for lack of better phrasing, it was 20 degrees cooler. There was a great breeze coming yeah. through. Almost no humidity. It was livable. Being on the water. three, And, and it must have only been a three-foot drop because I jogged on the way back. Uh, as soon as I made it around the corner, it was like getting punched in the face. 20 degrees more and at least 20% humidity. more humidity. Oh, it was yeah. ridiculous. It's like a wall. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they, and they made that on day three of the show. So extending the people to stay over with. And as a uh, somebody displaying at the show for Selected Tobacco and United Cigar, we saw a, a lot more people on day three and day four than normally when it kind of really empties right. out. People stayed the whole time. Um, as a smaller um, person displaying, we're not going to get so much business on the first day. That's, that's the bigger companies that, that saw all the action uh, at the beginning, the one-day specials and things like that that got it. But these people ended up staying longer. They bought more than they normally would have bought. I think it was a win-win across the board. Uh, I, I got to give my hats off to the people at IPCPR, the changes they made, and that they actually rung more dollars up to the manufacturer. That's the job. Now we go back to Nor- to Vegas for three years in a row, guaranteed, mm-hmm. uh, and probably my guess will be forever at that point because you, you'll hear the retailers uh, saying, um, you know, how about here? How about there? How about there? Why don't you put it there? The problem is that they don't want us. Right. You know, <clears throat> yes, how about doing it in New York? Yeah, it'd be great. We can't smoke. They don't want us there. So, no, we can't have it there. How about Chicago? It used to be good in Chicago. They don't no. want us there. Yeah. Not can't that we don't want to go there. It's who wants us. New Orleans, they'll take anybody, obviously. 
You know, yeah, they want us. But uh, Vegas right now, and, and then when we started going away from Vegas, that was them in the heyday of Vegas when it was doing good before 97, um, before oh, um, uh, 2007, they decided they didn't want us anymore. Then things slowed down. Then they, the phone rang. It was them. Oh, why don't you come back? Whoa, mm-hmm. I thought you didn't want us. So you've got to understand that there's part of that that, um, you know, they don't want us to be there. So that becomes part of it. It would be nice if they had a venue in um, the Dominican or Nicaragua where we can go. Mm. That would be ideal. I got the perfect mm. one four years from now. Havana, Cuba. Wow. Yeah, Havana, Cuba. It will be the biggest show of all. This is the international premium cigar and pipe retailers. It's not the America or right. United. Uh, it is international, so we can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that would be so awesome to end up putting it in Cuba. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Cuba, there was a lot of Cubans that came into the IPCPR show to actually look around. A lot of them spent most of their time with us at uh, Selected Tobacco because of Nelson Alfonso. Um, but... Uh, and I smoked so many Cuban cigars at the show. It was ridiculous. <laughs> because they're trying to change my opinion Uh-oh. on it. And I, I it want work? you to try this. Some interesting things. I smoked the, um, the um, 70, 70th anniversary, uh, 170th anniversary of Potagas that will come out next year. Mm-hmm. I smoked the 50th anniversary of Cohiba that comes out next year. Um, wow. Yeah, it's young, but I want you to try it, whatever. Um, big ring gauge. You know, it's very different. They they absolutely Mm -hmm. are. This is where their attention is. They're looking at the American market. I tried to get them to try. um, 70 ringgit? No, Dominican (laughs) cigars, Nicaraguan cigars. I want you to try them. No, no, no. I said, let me tell you why you have to. You have to try what the American population is buying. Mm -hmm. No, they're so pro-Cuba. They really believe that theirs is the best and the best, the best of everything. They don't even want to try it. And I said, you're making a big mistake. Even if you don't like it or whatever, you have no idea what this is. A great chef is going to try somebody else's food to, that's really popular. So why wouldn't you want to try it? But it was a, it was a battle back and forth. But they are so pro. To, to me, I think they're, they're, they're so brainwashed. of. Well, the American market likes blended tobacco. They like having different flavors, different exactly. tastes. Cigars changing as you yes, go through them. Yes, yes. They love that. So I think that's, uh, that could Nelson, be a problem for Nelson was explaining that to him and said, listen, he, he wants you to do this because blended tobacco is, is a whole different thing. An all-Nicaraguan cigar is straight Nicaraguan. That's what it tastes like. Yes, there's, there's palates for it, whatever, but blending and adding something to it. We got wow. to try that all-Peruvian cigar. Yes. All-Peruvian yes. tobacco to get a, a taste of what it was, and it tasted like the Grand Canyon. You're cruising <laughs> along. And then there's something missing, and yeah, that's yeah. the Grand Canyon. So you put a, other cigars in other tobaccos in that blend, and you'd be all set. Yeah. <clears throat> it was interesting because you, I know you're a fan of Peruvian tobacco. Yeah, all Peruvian? Fan. No, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends of the show sent me their version of a, a Peruvian Puro, and yeah. it was just didn't work. Yeah. Great ingredient. Great, great ingredient. Great ingredient. Yeah. And, and that's how I'm feeling about Cuban cigars. Great ingredient. Uh-huh. Just add a little something to it so that you can end up... Um, Put some salt and pepper in your sauce, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. So 650 <clears throat> stores, 1,700 uh, retail badges is what went out there. Uh, the most unique cigar. Uh, what do you think of unique things that you saw? Oh, boy. <clears throat> unique. Um, I'll let you think, and I'll throw some things at you. Well, the, Oliva came out with one in a really cool round box. I thought that whole look was pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. neat. 
Uh, uh, not Oliva. It was Lafleur Dominicana. Lafleur Dominicana. Yeah, that's right. Lanox. Lanox. Yeah, that was very unique looking. Yeah, we we bought that on on the blind ourselves. Kalanok. Did you see that? No, that was Hammer and Sickles. Okay. Uh, Pete, was that the moss? The yes. Moss thing Pete on? moss. Yeah, that sort of didn't sound, sit well with me. I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, if you're a scotch drinker, for me, that would be the mm-hmm. cigar to go to when you're going to mm-hmm. drink a scotch, especially something mm-hmm. like Lafrog, which is peatier. Oh, okay. So. It was very, very interesting. And, and uh, Eric Hansen, who owns Hammer and Sickle, said they did very well. They sold throughout the whole thing. Um, all You know, you, you got um, Nick Perdomo doing the, um, the, the beer, beer series. craft yeah. series. Yeah. Very popular. There's something going on. If I was to say anything, what's hot right now, it's the pairing of the uh, alcohols and the cigars. Oh, yeah. Uh, cigar in a bottle. Did you see that? That was... Um, who did that one? Who, who was that? Jonathan. Wasn't that the... Yeah. That's the name of the company. It's Cigar in a Bottle. And uh, a lot of people know them because they used to do one for, uh, for Opus X. Yeah, now they did uh, apparently their own. Right, with uh, it's in a bottle with uh, some cognac. Yeah, yeah. And the name of the company is Cigar in the Bottle. Yep, yep. Uh, Cigar Cuban Master Rollers. We saw some of that around. That they had a certain roller that used to be from Cuba. They make whole brands around those Cuban rollers. Duran Cigars did it mm-hmm. um, with Santo, yep. and uh, Rocky Patel did it with, with Hamlet. Hamlet Paredes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was an interesting thing. The Indian motorcycle um, thing with um, Phil Zangi Phil and Debonair. Um, long-awaited uh, return of uh, bringing Indian tobacco uh, kind of back, but different. Um, that got a lot of attention. Um, Crown Heads, uh, La Imperosa. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah. That yeah which is last year's Las Calaveras. It's yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the up front with it that it's the same exact blend. It's good. A 2014 Calaveras. That was a good blend. Which I find interesting good. because even if it isn't the same exact blend, everybody is saying that the 2014 was so much better than the 2015. I thought they were both good. But trying to, to go back, why wouldn't they have just released the 2014 blend as the 2015 and kept it going? Makes okay. sense. Uh-huh. But why well, do something limited when you can do it full scale? Yes. Well, you, you can see that the change of vernacular that people are saying now, they're saying um, not a limited release, but... Um, limited production. Limited production. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they well, now... What was, that, what was that word? Production? Vernacular? Production. <laughs> vernacular. <laughs> vernacular. <clears throat> vernacular. 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 Um, most unique cigar accessory. This I found interesting. I don't know if you saw this, Steve. Um, a guy would sprinkle this little sand inside the ashtrays. It was called Whiff Out. Whiff Out. And the smell in the ashtray was completely gone. And before the show would start, he went around to all the ashtrays and put a couple sprinkles in each one. Right. And then there was never the smell uh, in advance when people put the ashes up. So usually when David says, here, smell my finger or smell this, <laughs> I get very nervous. And so he said, smell this ashtray. And so I took the ashtray. I turned my back to him so he couldn't whack it in my face. And I smelled it. I go, do that. It smells unbelievable. What, what's going smells on good. here? Smells good. Smells yeah. good. Dirty ashtray smelled good. So it's like a couple of sprinkles. So it's like kitty litter for ashtrays. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, but I mean nice. a little sprinkle of the thing. And he had a little jar and it was kind of expensive. But I, I said, geez, you know, it's mostly the smell you smell when you go in the cigar stores and stuff. It's dirty ashtrays. Right. 
Here's the answer. Especially when you have that person that doesn't know and they take the eight cigar and they push it down. <laughs> yeah, hard yeah, yeah. Straight. Crush the cigar. Yeah, and it releases all the tar and the smell. Mm. And was it a perfumey smell or was it just no smell at all? No, it was a little perfumey. Perfume. It was masculine, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It wasn't perfume, <laughs> but it, it had a, an aroma to it, but nothing. Soapy type of aroma. It was aroma. musk. Musk, no. Yeah, it was like Jovan Musk <laughs> for men. I thought that was interesting anyway. Uh, jam-packed booths. Um, and I'm going to write a little uh, a thing on the um, Cigar Authority this week on um, what ended up making me think of uh, this um, editorial I'll write this week on it. But the jam-packed booths were the names you know. The big names in the cigar industry was where the buyers were buying, which us as retailers, I think we've seen there was a 100 different brands out there. We've taken chances. You've taken chances. And, and we're not batting a 1,000, right? We get burned. We yeah. get burned. So we, we saw retailers actually not taking very many chances this time and buying <laughs> the brand's names they know and trust as opposed to take the gamble again and end up having stuff that just doesn't move out. So uh, very interesting change of direction where everybody says what's new and, and the geeky stuff and everybody jumping on it. That's not what I saw for retailers buying it. I don't know what the consumer is going to end up doing, but retailers were very cautious, and it was jammed where you would expect it to be jammed, almost based on who was selling the most right. cigars for the year. Mm-hmm. That, that's what seemed to be happening out there. Um, I thought the most talked-about person was Hiroshi Romania. Uh, because of this craziness that's going on uh, between the companies. Everybody was talking about it. They certainly were. We, we, we yes, were. they were. Um, <clears throat> Padron was talked about because of uh, their new cigar, right. which we'll smoke in the next hour. The Davidoff uh, Escurio, that new one? Yes, that was another one. Big one. That was another a good one. cigar. Yeah. And the uh, Avo uh, Synchro mm-hmm. was also. Yeah, it is a box press Maduro. Very looking interesting. Looking forward to that one coming in the Synchro. Um, best parties that were there, um, Davidoff, once again, uh, the Davidoff Golden Band Party was over Off the top. The um, they had a guy painting uh, pitches with his hands, spinning the, the, the frame around. the paint on. And you didn't know what the You've heck seen was this guy on YouTube. I can't remember his name, but you've seen He's got a bunch on YouTube. One of his ones is he does Jimi Hendrix. He paints it upside down. Yep. He's very famous. He's splashing all these things down, and then he stops this thing from spinning. And it was a portrait of Zeno Davidoff smoking a cigar. You would have never picked. You never would have figured that that's what was end up happening. I don't know how his mind works to, to end up doing that. They also had people with goggles on, face masks, and, and um, earmuffs. earmuffs. You walk up to them, and they start typing in an old-fashioned typewriter. And they just look at you, and you can't talk to them because they can't hear you. By any. old-fashioned, he means like 1994. These yeah. were pretty up-to-date really? typewriters. Yeah. Uh, did they make typewriters anymore? in 94? I thought they stopped maybe in the 50s. Really? No, no, those kind. <laughs> These were electronic. So the, they would just type things, and you'd be standing there, look at them, and they pull the paper out, and they give it to you, and then it tells you about yourself, what school you went to, all kinds of things like how the hell could they know? Their goggles must have had face recognition. So yeah, had yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah, it had to be like had Google be Glass or something was going yeah. on, but people were into this trying to figure out what the heck is going on. It was, it was wild, and it was all to launch their, their new cigar, and, and the time was great. Um, also that the, um, you know, we, we mentioned earlier, America, that this was the, um, the cigar bash that they put on. Uh, I went backstage and met them, and they're, uh, I expected them to be older than they were, but that's because I'm older than 
I expect myself right. to be, I guess. <laughs> uh, but they, they were way older than I expected. Yeah. They put on a great show, um, and there was, uh, you know, thousands of people that turned out for it. It was, it was a great time. Um, and what else was there? The Skip Martin party you mentioned that yep. people were talking about it, yep. that he basically took over a hotel. And yeah, it was all over social media. Yeah. Uh, best booths you walked around. Who I don't know if they did this year the best booth awards or anything. I didn't hear of anything. They did. Our friend from Twin Engine Coffee. He won an award oh, good. for his booth. Colin Ganley. Colin Ganley. Yes. Hmm. Okay, so he did it. Yep. Uh, from what I saw, um, the the Davidoff barrel aged Camacho barrel aged. Yeah, that was good. Fires coming oh, out. That was sick. That was cool. That was awesome. And General Cigar. Yeah, General the, had a the, great booth. Their booth was like going into a cigar shop type mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, very unique. Um, and the people from Altadas, I was uh, surprised. Their booth was very small yeah, in comparison. Um, they scaled down. Wow. So I don't know what that means, but uh, just a... Uh, Maybe they're making room for two more booths. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, from the other two yeah. people? What's going on? I don't know. Uh, we can make that story up. I think we did last week. Um, so that's what I have on that. Um, the, the, uh, Rocky Patel was getting a lot of love out there. Drew Estates as always with their big giant, um, bridge. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, the hottest newcomer I would say was Steve Saka. Um, Dunbarton cigars, a lot of attention. Um, and now the cigar's got to live up to it. Nobody smoked a cigar yet. We'll see what the cigar ends up having. Um, they say it's very different than the uh, cigar we know as Liga Pavada. So it's something different anyway. All right, that means we've got to go up against the break. Steve, you going to stay with us? Sure. Okay. If you'll uh, have me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll get his take on other things that he saw at the show. Give him some time to think about it. Uh, rumors were popping up at that trade show. We'll get into some of them. What's going on in the industry? Where is it headed? We're going to hit the mailbag. Your questions, our answers, Old Fart Freddy, and lots more when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. When you're smoking your Lord Baltimore cigar, (laughs) always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. That's right. We'll be back with our number two right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. Okay. The natural is no okay. lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both Box pressed. Both 65 million years 
in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at lagloriacubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancata. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of Jay. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, wait. The authority on everything cigar. Shut your butt. In. Get used to hearing it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Do it. And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And in this hour, we've just returned from the largest trade show in the world, of cigars is the IPCPR trade show. We observed a lot of things. We heard a lot of things. We have Steve Castro from Davida Cigars and Lord Baltimore Cigars with us uh, as a retailer joining us, and he'll uh, help us along the way of what he saw. We'll get, get his observations and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. <clears throat> you are listening to the Cigar <laughs> Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, no matter how sick you are, and demand that you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you Shake can watch off. us Shake live it off. or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. I can't be the only one that experiences this. No, you- From noon to two, every Saturday, I am the most popular person on my phone. <laughs> the most popular. The How only- many other people do they know that are on the radio every Saturday from noon to two? How could that be? Nobody. I'm the only one. And it, it doesn't happen to me, right? 
<clears throat> Apparently not. But you've got to keep clearing your throat and coughing. Right? You, you actually held it until it was time for you to talk, and then you coughed. Is there a reason for this? Just wanted to make sure you heard it. We all we all heard it. <laughs> oh, we all heard it. So for one hour, uh, we've been smoking the Lord Baltimore. It, what what is the size called? The it's Ark. The, the Ark. It's the Panatella. It's the um, Lonsdale. No, what is this? The, is the uh, this the sixteen oh five? Oh, this is the sixteen oh five. Yeah, this is the the Lonsdale. The one that we smoked wasn't uh, was the Lancero. Which, this is oh, the, yeah. it was the Ark. Yeah, yeah it was six. Oh, and, was the Ark six and three quarters by thirty eight? Okay. Okay. At least I believe it was. Uh, I don't know. Is this the grab. box? No, no, no that's a different bigger box. one. Oh, I yeah. This is a, this is a Lance yeah. all right? And I was very impressed that with the drawer was fine. It's did lit all the way through. Mm. A lot of times Lanceros, they'll, they'll have a little bit of a tougher drawer, or you'll constantly have to relight them. With the Lord Baltimore Lancero, I did not have that issue at one time. Great. I don't like a Lancero because usually it gets harsh on me. Because it's so much wrapper on it, it's so thinly packed. You got to draw it harder, and it gets. A, and, and I don't understand why the geek likes that type of thing. But this one didn't have any of that because it's it's a milder blend, but a lot of flavor. Very good. With a good draw. And we're talking an hour, and I still have some left. Let's say get an hour and fifteen minutes out of this thing. Without a doubt. Yeah. Easily. So uh, the best of luck with this. Thank uh, you. Resurrecting a, a uh, an old brand. And uh, be interesting to see what happens. And, and if uh, other retailers want to get a hold of you to start carrying it, what do they do? Well, uh, they can call, they can contact uh, us on our website okay. to get a hold of me and uh, just send an email. Yeah, send yeah. an email to Steve Castro yeah. at Davidus and say, let's give it a try. Let's retailers help other retailers. How about that? And uh, there's, it's you know you don't look at it as a new brand. It's 1800s. It's an old brand. That's right. It's an old brand. So uh, it's coming back. And we'll see what it does. Well, this next cigar is an interesting cigar. The next cigar we're going to cut in light. Um, this is the uh, new one from Padron. What do you got, Barry? Well, the new Padron Damaso is named after the first member of the Padron family to grow tobacco in Cuba. Damaso is a milder version of the Padron brand, and it features a Connecticut seed wrapper, which is a first for the family, over binders and fillers from Nicaragua. The cigar is also round, which is another first, instead of the familiar box press smoke. Currently, it's available in four sizes, and it ranges in price from twelve fifty to seventeen fifty. All right, this is no cheap date. So we're smoking the Toro here. We are smoking the number fifteen, which is close to a Toro. Okay, so it's the number fifteen. So these are all numbered. They're numbered. You got the number eight, the number twelve, the number fifteen, and the number seventeen. What does that mean? It's just how they're doing their sizes. Like the twenty-six had the number nine and the number thirty-five. They've continued that. I would assume maybe it has to do with the number of the mold, um, but that's how they're naming their cigars, by numbers instead of rather by size, following in the tradition of the 1926. Okay, but the 1926 is the 1926. Right, but the sizes are the number 9, the number 35. Oh, okay, okay. And they're doing the same thing with the Connecticut's. They're number 8, 12, 15, and 17. Okay. That'll be an interesting question for George when we see him. Yeah, you uh, Seventeen. It's a nice looking cigar. Seventeen. Let's just speak. <laughs> so this is the number. This is the this unbelief that we're smoking is the number fifteen. Okay. And uh, I, my notes, I had brought cigars earlier, so I had okay. the, the more robusto. Yeah, uh, yeah. But based on memory, I believe that this is six by fifty-four. Okay. So it's a Toro, and I and I know people are saying everybody with Toros. Toros are selling. That's mm-hmm. the that's the biggest selling size that's going on right now. So. 
All right, let's, uh, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And um, you don't see a lot of people lowering their price, but I heard somebody, one company out there, Barry, lowered their price this year. Yeah, Hammer and Sickle lowered some of their prices. No, it wasn't Hammer and Sickle. Yeah. Well, they did lower some of their prices. Yeah? No, I, I, somebody was saying something at the show or something. Man, I need, a, like, a big to write notes. I mean, there's so much going on. <laughs> it's all jam-packed in a few days to That's try crazy. to get all this information down. It's, like, impossible while wearing every hat that I, that I wear on there. But this was a big talk of the show. Yes. No doubt about it. Really something different um, that we asked for it. How many times do we ask oh, you yeah. to make a Connecticut Shade uh, Padron that we think would sell fantastic? I went as far as to make one. Right. We smoked on the show. We, we took apart a Padron, mm-hmm. and we had uh, a cigar roller actually apply Connecticut Shade and Cameroon to it, and we made a Cameroon version, a Connecticut version of Padron, and here is one that's done properly, I'm sure. Um, uh, I had the luxury, along with you, Steve, of testing this along the way. That's right, yeah. So we, did you get a couple of different... We did. We got a version one, version two, and both of them were pretty strong cigars. Yeah, yeah. And then we got the... Finished version. The finished version. Yeah, yeah, so here's the finished version, and uh, I have not smoked it as a finished version myself till right now, so I'm going to be lighting it up. Uh, I've heard people say that it's very light. I'm going to see uh, myself right now, so uh, we're going to give it a light. With the Vertigo Renegade, this fourteen ninety nine lighter features an onboard flip-out bullet punch that does extend past vertical. It does feature Vertigo's patented big-ass tank and four, count them, four jets. Four under $20. For dollars I said that at the beginning of the Did you? commercial. I was ignoring you again. fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> this was my trick of the trade, bringing these lighters down to the trade show. Uh, their booth was packed. It was diagonal from us, and they said, Dave, you're going to have to come there. And I would look every once in a while to see when they slowed down so I could go there. They never slowed down. This is where it's, Are you carrying vertical lighters? Yes, we do. Unbelievable. Great lighters. Oh, Great my lighters. God. For the money? Yep. Never seen them come back. Hmm? Never see them come no. back. No, no. As, for a retailer, it's great because you want to give a product that the person isn't coming back right. pissed off right. of, you know, I just bought this lighter. And fantastic. Right. For this kind of money, and you know what, $14, if you ended up losing it, you dropped it or whatever, right. you're missing, somebody took it, whatever ends up happening. It's not the end of the world. Where when you drop 100 bucks or something, where's my lighter? Who took it? Or, you right. Know. A quick tip for our listeners who, who prefer to light the cigar while the cigar is in their mouth. You can prolong your lighter. By instead of lighting from underneath, lighting from the side. This way the ashes don't drop in and clog the yes. jets. Hmm. So yeah. if, you, if you light it from either 3 o'clock or 9 o'clock as opposed to 6 o'clock, yeah. you will extend the life of your lighter. Yeah, 90% of the time, mm-hmm. and we have little cans of air uh, at the registers and stuff, when somebody brings a lighter in that doesn't work, you blow, hit it with the air. So many times, that's it. It's mm-hmm. just clogged with ash and say, oh, what did you do? You can blow with your mouth and get it off, or you can do... And light it in the first place and don't make it so that the ash. What's the type of lighter you want? A couple of them. You want one in your glove compartment, one in your yeah. golf bag, you know, just a couple around the house. Absolutely. You've done this before, Steve. <laughs> 20 years. He's been a retailer 20 years. 
uh, 11 stores, 11 times 20. You far, I'm 30 years, but you far outbeat me because if you do the math, I just can't fathom trying to handle the employees of 11 stores. Well, it's, it's a challenge, but, you know, between my brother and I, you know, it's two of us. Yeah, yeah. Do so, any of you have a psychology degree? No. You I do think something a, like that would be useful. Right. Do you ever get to the point where somebody doesn't show up at their store and you guys got to run to a store and... Make, oh, yeah. Or yeah. we're on the phone calling different employees. You know, hey, can you get in there? Can you get in there? And sometimes you got to roll your sleeves up. Sometimes yeah. you know, get down there and open it up. Old school, back sure. on the floor. Oh, yeah. Like the way it started. Yep. But you've done it all, right? Done Both it all. Years. I've slept in the back of the store for months, you know, things like that. Because you know what? Yeah. It's easy. Cigar retail, to do it properly, it is a lot of work. If anybody read my uh, expose, and I, I know you, I talked to your brother today and said I loved it. Because it needs to be said of it's not all fun and games. Mm-mm. It's a lot of hard work. If, you, if you're treating your retail cigar store as a business, which is what you need to do. I love cigars too, but you've got to treat it as the business that is. Have respect for your cigar business. And that's what needs to be done. And we saw a lot of that at IPCPR. Um, a lot of the manufacturers uh, coming out with products, uh, new things that they thought were innovative and things. Tell me some of the things you saw, Steve. Uh, EPC uh, Carrillo's, he has a Ernesto Humidor. He's calling it Ernesto's Humidor, number one. And I guess the game plan is to, to come out with a different one every year, like the number two, number three. This is a full-blown humidor. It's, you buy it as the humidor. Correct. And it has three different types of cigars in it. Um, wasn't able to try the cigars yet, but uh, it looked like uh, a huge hit. Interesting because manufacturers are starting to realize that uh, space in the retailer is at a premium. Ah. And being able to get those cigars out of the humidor and onto the sales floor. They don't floor need to be in the, in the is humidor. a big key. Right. Now, right. For me as a cigar smoker, I find myself not smoking EPC as much as I used to in the past. It's kind of fallen off the radar. Mm-hmm. How is EPC in the mid-Atlantic states? Still pretty good. I mean, they're, uh, they're doing pretty well. I mean, he makes great cigars. Yes, he does. He's coming out with an Oscuro Especial also that's new. So I think he's, uh, you know, he's doing a good job. All right. The, the talk was a couple of years ago that he was, he was going with General Cigar. Apparently, um, that didn't happen or isn't happening. So he's, he's, he's out there, and uh, I didn't even see it. Is it a beautiful humidor or yes, something? Yeah, very, very nice. Something you would be proud to put on your, your mantle. I okay. Mean, that's great. And you, you bought it without even tasting the cigar. Correct. So his reputation of making great cigars, one, okay. Mm-hmm. And then here it's beautiful. I think it's going to sell simply mm-hmm. because of what it is. How many cigars in the box? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. It's probably close but, to But 50. multiple blends inside multiple one blends. box. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. He does 20-count mm-hmm. boxes or 24-count boxes, so you're probably looking at at least 60 cigars if you've got three wrapper colors. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. Are you able to refill in the, in the humidor by the bundle? I don't believe so. I think it's a very limited run. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, you're done after that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nope, didn't even hear a talk of that until you mentioned it. I didn't know it, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. Rocky Patel's coming out with a 20th anniversary cigar. I don't know if you saw that. Guys yes, saw that. We, we actually bought that blind again. Mm-hmm. That um, It doesn't matter. Uh, good reputation. People are going to be interested in buying it, so we're going to give it a try. I know what you wanted to remember. What? The Rocky Patel story. Yes. I don't Bam. Know, I don't know <laughs> if that was it, but go ahead. Tell the Rocky Patel story. All right, so Rocky Patel is on Bourbon Street with... A bunch of oh, uh, it was definitely that because we were talking. Yes. There we go. We're talking Bourbon Street, and that's where so it came up. Thank you. He's with a bunch of buddies, and they go into a bar and they start smoking cigars. 
Which is now illegal in New Orleans. Correct. Correct. So the bar owner comes out and says. No, first the worker came. The worker came out. All right. So the then worker. Then the manager. Then the owner. Because he said no. Everybody says the same thing. You've got to get out. You've got to put the cigars out or you've got to leave. And he says, I'm not putting the cigars out and I'm not leaving. So they call the police. The police show up. And they're ready to put Rocky Patel in handcuffs. And he pulls out his phone and he says, actually, if you don't mind, if I could say a few things, because I wrote the law, you don't have jurisdiction right now. It's the health department, not the police that can enforce this. And so yeah. goes on further and further. And the cops fighting with him, but he sees it, that he has no jurisdiction over yeah. this matter. Ends up that Priceless. you can smoke cigars in any establishment so long as it's a private party. Mm. So Rocky Patel... Jim Young and one other manufacturer each put in a thousand bucks and they rent the place out for the night. That moment. And they turn it into a private party and they rock out until five in the, the morning. The guy took their wow. money because wow. that's what they're all about. Yep. And the guy says, okay. And the legend of Rocky Patel continues Absolutely. To grow. <laughs> Absolutely. Pretty sick. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's Rocky Patel yeah. fighting the good fight right there, man. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, what that was, we're renting it, and they're still buying the booze and everything after right. that point. We rented the place. Right. So they killed it. They had the best day of their life, and they're going to wish we, they ended up coming back. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was good. That was, uh, that was awesome. That's an yeah. awesome story. Um, He's got a uh, special reserve Sun Grown coming out. I don't know if you guys saw that one, too. Yeah, that we had that up good. on the Cigar Authority, the new Sun Grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this the, is on, uh, on the Rocky Pale Vintage? Rocky Patel, I don't think it it's was a vintage. special reserve, I guess yeah, is what he's okay. calling it. Because he used to have the sun-grown vintage right. and it's he took different. it away. It's a different okay. blend. I don't right. know about that. Yeah. All right. He, has, the, he uh, has the most cigars. <coughs> Nobody has more cigars than Rocky Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got Jonathan's cough. He also had the Hamlet, I believe. Um, yes. The Hamlet priorities with the H on the logo rolled by the Cuban. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. As you alluded to earlier, people yeah. were doing that at the show. Yeah. And he also came out with a pipeline. He's selling pipes now. Yeah. Oh, God. Because that's huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's tried a lot of things. His uh, okay. lighter shirts. things, shirts. Drew Estate did that last year. A they, pipe, yeah. They yes. tried doing the pipe thing with the different pieces that came off. And yeah, they're pretty funky-looking pipes. I don't know what ever happened to them. I didn't see them again this year. Yeah. But you, I, I, as I expected. Are you, are you a pipe store? We do have pipes. We do sell pipe tobacco. Um, it's not a huge part of our business, but, you know, we do sell. It's there. It's, there. it's, it's wishing and hoping that that day comes back, but... It's not coming back, folks. It's just not coming back. I, I, I've been hearing it since 85, and I've been in the business. Oh, pipes are making a comeback. I went looking for his booth. Um, Jose Blanco, I wanted to see his oh, two yeah. new offerings. He's got the Maduro. I didn't get a chance the to sen- see them. Senatorial Maduro that's coming out, which looked pretty good. And the one I cannot pronounce is like Freya. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which is a Norse goddess. Right. Of right. Uh, that fertility. Emma, his wife, Emma, came up yeah. with the whole... I, I did see him walk in the hall or something, and we talked briefly for a second. But I yeah, he see came him. by. I just couldn't. I when I went out looking around, I wanted to go out and check things out, but I couldn't get. I couldn't find his booth. Mm-hmm. He was sort of stuck in the corner in the middle, you know, because it was a weird layout. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy layout. It was like walking a mile in one direction. Oh and yeah, you know, booths on either side. It's difficult to get around. I thought. So last week we mentioned uh, the Cigar Authority Care Package. This is uh, four cigars per month that will be shipped to you, uh, including shipping for nineteen ninety nine. Every month you're going to get four cigars. Uh, we'll ship out towards the end of the month, and it'll be for cigars, four cigars that we'll smoke during the the following month. And um, 
a lot of listeners actually jumped on it. We have only mentioned it once, so I'm going to mention it one more time. You can go on to thecigarauthority.com. You'll see the Cigar Authority care package. Click it. It will be sent to uh, and shipped out by Two Guys Smoke Shop that will send it to you. And you quit anytime you want. I'm going to bet that nobody's going to quit once they join because, again, four cigars, including shipping, for $19.99. You listen to the show, we'll say, okay, we're going to smoke one from the care package this week. Uh, and earlier today when I picked you up this morning, um, you gave me a cigar that I was pretty uh, wowed with, and this has to do with uh, um, you in the military. Right. And um, we're going to include Thank that. Thank you for your in, service. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called the Sea Night. And... Um, George Sosa, who's vice president of sales for Alec Bradley, approached me. He's a former command master chief. I don't know if you guys, yes, you I guys do. knew that. Yes, you know, I do. Big military career. Yeah. You know. And he heard that uh, I'd gone to the Naval Academy and was a uh, helicopter pilot for nine years and said, we need a cigar to celebrate your military career. I'm like, George, nobody cares about my military career. That's, <laughs> That's not true, though. We can. Yes, we so can. Uh, he said, all right, what'd you fly? And I said, well, it's a C night. It was a CH-46 C night. He goes, okay, we're going to come up with a cigar around that. And that's how this cigar was born. And let me tell you, I smoked it, and it was fantastic. And I said, I don't know if you're interested at all, but this is what we're going to do for the first time. And I'd like to have the cigar on the show next month anyway. So we're going to include that. It'll be one of the cigars for sure. We don't know what the others are going to be yet, but we're going to get them out at the end of the month. And that will be one that will be included. So next month we'll Skype you or something, and you'll Great. tell us more about it. Perfect. And uh, we'll smoke it during the show. So if anybody's interested in getting the Cigar Authority care package, go on to thecigarauthority.com, click the button. You'll be billed nineteen ninety nine when we ship the cigars out. And every month when we ship the cigars out, we'll, we'll continue to hit it for nineteen ninety nine. Anytime you want to stop, you say, okay, I had enough of this. I want to stop. My bet is you're going to say this is the best bang for your buck you can possibly get. But you can only get one. This is not for something for uh, you to stock up your humidor with. It's a sample to try along with us. And when you guys, uh, Barry and Jonathan, come out with these uh, Graham Cracker, uh, Fig Newton crap, <laughs> we'll see if uh, anybody else can understand You mean them. we'll see yeah. when <laughs> everyone else. Popcorn. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> See how that goes. Right now, uh, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more gentleman-like is our true gentleman who recorded this in advance. He's not here. Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies. Fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Previously, gentlemen, we discussed how to effectively give criticism. Today, we're going to discuss the much less fun side of the table, how to take criticism like a gentleman. Now, nobody likes to be criticized. However, constructive feedback is necessary if you want to grow, improve, and progress. So here's how to take criticism like a gentleman. First, consider the source. You're going to receive criticism from hundreds of people throughout the course of your life, and it's important to remember that not all criticism is created equal and that not all criticism has value. 
So to determine whether or not a piece of criticism is something you should actually consider, evaluate its source and their motivation behind it. Ask yourself if you respect the person and their opinion. Do they understand and have experience on the subject they're criticizing? Or are they just some random spectator in the peanut gallery? Are they a creator themselves or just a consumer? Are they being objective or simply emotional? Do they have a long view of your work? Or are they new to who you are and what you do? Also, ask yourself whether or not the source of criticism is genuinely interested in helping you improve or whether the critique is simply designed to make them feel better about themselves, to impress their friends, or simply the result of them having a bad day. Next, stay calm and really listen. Even when you think a piece of criticism is indeed worth considering, it can be very difficult not to get defensive and argumentative. You see, criticism constitutes a threat to our egos and evokes a very visceral flight-or-fight response. You have to intentionally tell yourself to calm down and listen, and it often isn't easy to do. But do your best to be open and really listen to what your critic has to say. Next, change your perspective on criticism. Instead of seeing criticism as humiliating or embarrassing, view it as an opportunity to improve yourself. Instead of avoiding criticism, seek for opportunities to receive constructive feedback from others. You'll find that getting feedback from an outside source will strengthen your talents and abilities. Take ownership of your mistake. You see, when someone brings a legitimate mistake to your attention, don't get on the defensive and start making excuses for it. Take responsibility for your actions. That's the only way you're ever going to improve and progress. Ask clarifying questions. Make sure you're on the same page as your critic by asking clarifying questions. Clarifying questions are particularly important if your critic is giving vague or ambiguous criticism. For example, if your critic tells you that your report isn't clear, ask where things start to get murky and for suggestions on how it can be improved. Thank your critic. Yup, debonair baby. Always thank your critic when they give you constructive feedback that helps you improve. Now, this can be difficult, of course. No one likes to say, hey, thanks for showing me that I was wrong. But swallow your pride here and be grateful for the growth. Lastly, take action and follow up. After you receive your criticism, take action immediately. After you've taken your action, make sure to follow up with your critic and let them know how you've rectified the problem. In summary, taking criticism definitely isn't easy, but a true gentleman, a debonair gentleman, takes it with dignity and as an opportunity to grow and improve. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Hey, Chuck, I got some constructive criticism for you. <laughs> Next time you record one of those, you know, keep it down to like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Oh, my God. Oh my anyway. God. Next week, road trip. Ooh. Road trip. We're going to Connecticut to the tobacco fields and the curing barns and see Connecticut Broadleaf. And uh, it'll be Chris Topper and Topper Cigars, and we're going to smoke some of his cigars and uh, really get into it. So that'll be next week, uh, and we look forward to that. But right now, I look forward to a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 
8 by 80. That's insane. That's <clears throat> asylum. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> In People Becoming Superhuman News, a small independent research group has figured out how to give humans night vision allowing them to see over 50 meters in the dark over a short time. Science for the Masses, a group of biohackers, theorized that if they could enhance healthy eyesight enough that it would induce night vision. To do this, the group used a kind of chlorophyll called chlorine E6, which is found in some deep sea fish. There are a fair amount of research talking, there is a fair amount of research talking about having it injected in models like rats, and the fact that it's been used intravenously since the 60s as a treatment for different cancers on top of the fact that it's a temporary cure for night blindness, all seem to point to one thing, injecting it directly into a live human eyeball to see what would happen. What happened was a scene out of a lame 80s sci-fi movie. It actually worked. People insane enough to let a scientist, if you'd call him that, operating out of his mom's garage, inject their eyeball with an 8-inch needle, actually could see in the dark for a range of half a football field. That's insane. Can you see me now? How about now? Yeah. That's asylum. Uck. All right. So we're smoking the Padron Damaso. Damaso. It's going to take a while to understand that name, Damaso. It's actually the first name of his great-grandfather. That's his right. first name. Also, it's a musical. Damaso is a musical. It is. With, with the, <clears throat> da, 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 that's oh, a Damaso. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but interesting cigar. If you blindfolded me and said, what kind of cigar is this? I would not say Padron at all. No. So you Padron smokers, I don't want you to get a Padron because you're going to knock it. You're going to say, I don't like it because uh, you like Padron. You like a heavier body cigar. I think what they're going for here is a total different clientele. So I'm not saying a Padron smoker shouldn't try it because you, you, you're going to have to, right? Yeah. You, you, you love Padron. You're going to end up having to. But I'm going to guess that you're going to be disappointed. There is, a, a there is a very, very, very subtle similarity. And I'm talking about Padron 1964, say the Toro, the natural. When you can get a box that's very, very light, it has a certain vanilla component right on the initial light. And that component exists throughout the entire length of the cigar. Boy, yeah. this is light. It's very smooth, very, very light. Good first cigar of the day. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I could smoke this all day. This, oh, yeah. This, you know, it's almost like a, a Padron smoker wants a full-body cigar, and a Padron smoker is not going to like it, and I'm, a, I'm afraid that maybe somebody will see Padron and say, no, I don't want to smoke it because it's probably too strong for me. It's not. This is a totally different customer yes. that they don't already have. It's going to be a whole different thing. It's going to be very interesting to see. They added, uh, it's actually uh, the three bands on it. They're numbered bands that, that have it. Um, it, it. It doesn't resemble Padron. It, uh, for taste, for look, um, it's totally, totally different. So they have two companies now, as far as I'm concerned. This is a totally different thing. Um, Again, price-wise, you're saying seventeen dollars for this. For so the most expensive one, it's seventeen fifty. It's twelve fifty to seventeen okay. fifty. The and draw the, is great. Yeah. It's very. The one we're smoking is about fifteen fifty. Give okay. or take fifty cents. Yeah. Interesting. It's Interesting well and made. different. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish it up uh, during the next half hour. Right now, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, good news and bad news in the cigar industry. We got it all. Mrs. Jonathan says he's got the recluse tweets of the week, and he's going to nail it. Bam. 
will be the judge of that. Old Thought Freddy and lots more when we return with Steve Castro. He's with us. For a second or two anyway. He's with us. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. Graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf. Uh, A little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. 
His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. Hi guys, this is Omar De Frias, owner of Fratello Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Beautiful. And Omar seemed to have a good show, and his new cigar there, we're going to have him on our show Pretty soon coming up, but right now we're live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. We got cigar news, good and bad, with Mr. Jonathan and uh, bad news Barry, Old Fire Freddy, and with us is Steve Castro and his Lord Baltimore Cigar. Uh, we enjoyed that very much, but right now we're smoking the new Padron Damaso. This is a, a shade-wrapped round cigar, something very different uh, for Padron. Uh, I'm saying that to cautiously give this information to the Padron smoker. I'm afraid that the Padron smoker is not going to like it. Not that it isn't a great cigar, that it <coughs> is so much milder and so different than the Padron smoker. This is more of an Ashton smoker maybe trying it. Sure. Um, you know, with a Davidoff smoker like this, um, it's Nicaraguan, but it, is, it even seems lighter than a Davidoff cigar. Le- less... Um, body to it, less flavors. Nobody's blaming out flavors. I mean, it's... it's well, I can't oh, taste so, so. anything right now yeah. other than that vanilla, which is me remembering it from smoking it at the trade show. For me, it's earthy, a little bit of wheat. Um, yeah. That's what I'm getting off of. Steve, you took it on? Very... Oh, yeah, we took it yeah. on. Very mild, very smooth. Not Nothing really jumps out at me as far as any particular taste. Yeah. So I, it's interesting that... Retailers, good retailers, we trust the manufacturer, and we're going to take it on no matter what because of their, their long history of what, what they did. That's what I saw the whole trade show. Of, of be, Did you buy many things that you never carried, anything from their brand, their lines before? Any particular company? Yeah, uh, any company. Uh, you never bought anything from them before, and here's their new thing, and you said, okay, let's give it a try. The only one was uh, Steve uh, Saka. Okay. Yeah. 
Steve yeah. Sacco, of, yeah. of an old reputation. Of, right, because yeah. his reputation with Liga yeah. Yeah. and what he did for Drew Estate. Yeah. So. I'll tell you, yeah. we had a good show for Selected Tobacco, United Cigar, a very good sh- uh, show for Little Us. Um, you know, we did probably five times what we did last year, often all little, little numbers, so, you know, five times the, the sales, but uh, off a very, very small number. Um, and it's because I think we're finally building a reputation mm-hmm. of the stuff is good. Uh, and that's what I think happens. All you little guys out there that are just starting out, maybe you're listening to the show, it takes some years to go on. Uh, I think Omar DeFries, uh kind of broke the mold of that. That mm-hmm. So many people, I know you took his stuff oh, on yeah, right from the go. Um, it was amazing. when, when he, I saw him in Baltimore when I was up uh, um, fighting legislation up in uh, D.C. And um, he... When he introduced himself to me, he told me the people that already was on board with his. And I was amazed because they were top, top retailers that actually gave it a, a chance right off the bat. Um, made in the Hoya de Nicaragua factory, but something very different than Hoya de Nicaragua. Steve Sarkis brand, made in Hoya de Nicaragua. I didn't get to smoke it yet, but Steve tells me very, very different. You know, it's just not a label put on a Hoya de Nicaragua, it's going to be very different. Well, he went out and bought his own tobacco yes. separate from the company, yes. so it's his own stamp on the cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got one first shot. We <laughs> all gave him his first shot. Yep. Now it's up to the cigar to prove itself to see what goes on. So it's going to be interesting anyway. Oh, yeah. So new cigars hitting the shelves and trademarks, Barry. What do you see? Well, each week we share the newest cigars to arrive at twoguyscigars.com as well as Two Guys Smoke Shop. And this week, those additions are the Davidoff Escurio, or Escurio, has arrived. And the cigar, which embodies the tagline of rhythm, intrigue, and originality, is part of the Davidoff Black Label series and features the use of Brazilian tobacco throughout the blend and is available in three sizes. We also saw a very, very limited arrival of the Padron Damaso that is currently in our three stores. The following trademark applications for registration were submitted this week on the tobacco products. Fuente has filed for the Anglo number 13, as well as the Roman numbers 1 through 7, 9 through 11, and 13. These all tie into the Destino line. Premium Imports, a.k.a. La Flor Dominicana, has filed for La Knox, a little after the fact. Yeah. Clint Group has filed for the Kalanok. Syndicato has filed for Maniac. And NBK, the parent company of Kojimar, has filed for Confederate, thus ending the prediction I made last week that Dion from Illusioni would come out with a cigar by this brand name. And those are this week's new arrivals and trademarks. There we go. Right now it's time to go into the aging room with our friend Old Fart Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, when the president closes the front door on immigration, he leaves the back door wide open while he stands there with his pick in his hand. In my day, the president was a man of action. He stood up for the Constitution and defended the Bill of Rights against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Nowadays, if the president doesn't like what the people who voted him in want, he whips out his John Hancock and writes his own bill. In my day, the president was John Hancock. Nowadays, there are smoking bans, gun bans, and taxes on soda. In my day, we actually had the right to pursue happiness. We were cigar-smoking, gun-toting men that knew where our John Hancock belonged. 
and it wasn't in the back door. Sometimes <laughs> aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco, try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. The next time you're in your local cigar shop, do a solid and buy an extra aging room quattro and give it to someone serving this great nation and thank them for their service. There we go. Absolutely. Was John Hancock a president? Yes, he was. Was he? No, I don't think he I was. Think he was. Hancock no. was not a president. No, no, he wasn't. He was not you, a president. You communist. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, you don't have to look it up. He wasn't a president. <laughs> wow. Well, that was funny. Not a history buff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> English major, huh? Must can be dance. English. Anybody want to ask him for a green card? <laughs> Bad news, Barry. I know you got a lot of it, right? Yeah, there was, there was, there was quite a few this week, and uh, it's, since it's been 10 days between shows. And uh, some things to report are Montpellier, Vermont, has officially banned smoking in parks. The country of Austria has banned smoking in restaurants and bars. The Philadelphia Housing Authority has banned smoking on all property and apartments, becoming the largest housing authority to do so. That, however, could be short-lived, as New York is considering banning smoking on all public housing authority properties and apartments in the state. That's not going to go well. If passed, it would make the properties 100% smoke-free by 2020. Providence, Rhode Island has begun hearings that will ban smoking in the entire downtown area if passed. And meanwhile, in Texas, both Sherman and Waco have banned smoking in all bars and restaurants with the exception of outdoor seating. To the south, Wilmington, Massachusetts has raised the tobacco age to 21. And the House of Representatives is considering H.R. 3042, that would make it illegal to ship cigars through the United States Postal Service. It would also require online retailers to get proof of a purchase age before shipping, and it would require proof of age upon delivery. The bill so far has partisan support strictly amongst Democrats. Interesting, huh? Yeah, it's this, crazy. This is the 21 the, thing kills me. I mean, yeah. that's, that's nutty. But um, we have postage. The U.S. postage says we're not going to allow smoke uh, mailing of cigars. Right. Um, will be the beginning of them saying, um, FedEx saying, we're not going to allow it to. And and that's the end Mm -hmm. of mail order, folks, at that Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. And then somehow, how do we, retailers, receive our products? That's a good good question. How do we get them? (laughs) You know, this is the the end. Mm -hmm. If if the retailer can't get the product... Right. Well, the cigarette companies still are able to get their products out. So yeah, yeah, and they're so going to have to allow it to go to um, business to business, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bill was introduced by two Democrats from Connecticut, and it has support from Democrats uh, from four other states for yeah. a total of eight people so far behind the bill. Well, you can see their direction, so it's ugly. It's ugly, Mr. Jonathan. You got something good? San Diego. The city of San Diego has repealed many of its tobacco advertising restrictions because they violate First Amendment free speech protections and some federal regulations, reported the San Diego Union Tribune. The removal of the ban allows manufacturers and retailers to directly speak to their consumers once again. That's that's all I have. That's it. That's it. Okay. So it's always more bad than it is good, but uh, the best tweets of the week... You guarantee you're going to be good, right? These are good. All right, so here they are. 
It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. I have some serious ethical problems with human cloning. I don't think I could live with myself. Your first mandatory college class should be How to Take Crap from Your Boss, Smile the Whole Time, and Question Your Life's Decisions 101. Are all non-chipmunks allowed in Alvin's band, or is he a total racist? Alvin and the chipmunks. I get you. It's very poor. Very poor. Sarcasm is like a good game of chess. Most people don't know how to play chess. <laughs> and the best tweet I saw all week, why the hell didn't Noah kill the mosquitoes when they were only two? <laughs> yes. Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled N2 bar the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. Recluse had a new cigar. They had the uh, Recluse Amadeus, Amadeus Habano. 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 I smoked it a couple of times. Did Very you? good. Did you? I haven't tried it yet. Haven't had it yet. Ed had sent back the samples he cor- collected at the show. UPS has lost the package. It is somewhere in Mississippi. It's FedEx, by the way, which, by the way, gave us a hard time coming out of the hotel. We had to tell them there were no cigars in it. Maybe you told them there was no cigars in them, and that's why they kept them. Maybe. And that's why they're still in Mississippi. They weren't going to ship them either way. So... You got to do what you got to do. Let me tell you, what a racket down there! Well, he shipped me from a UPS store, so it is UPS. I'm telling you, it's from a FedEx store. Yeah, I've had that problem. I, with we FedEx. looked it up on the UPS site. It was 100% UPS. Okay, so we were on the phone with them and everything. I remember you saying it was FedEx because I was standing. UPS in the, was closed. You both UPS kiosks were closed. I was standing in the FedEx thing. That could be why he thinks it's lost. Could I mean, be. it is lost, but. Could be. But not only was it the samples and stuff that are coming back, but it's the whole trade show. Well, no, those we know, the whole trade show, those we know where they are. That's still on target to be delivered on Tuesday. This was a separate package of just samples that was mailed, so he didn't have to pack it in his suitcase and bring it back. Oh, maybe this has nothing to do with you. He went off on his own and mailed uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a separate thing. Ah. Gotcha. All All right. So we have nothing, though, right? We have nothing. Right now. Better having nothing on the receiving end coming back than going there. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, kilo cigar that came there. Mm. Talk about coming in the in the last moment. <laughs> yeah. They well, are unbelievable. You gotta love dealing with Central America and Latin American countries and it's everything's last minute. Yeah. My God. No. It, it's the Super Bowl and they decide to bring the balls to the game yeah. last minute. That's why the deflation thing. It's the last <laughs> second they had no time. So, uh, and speaking of uh, things that, that happen in, you know, obviously with uh, the Super Bowl and stuff and the Patriots, but you in Maryland, uh, you guys had riots. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. In- Absolutely crazy in Baltimore. Right where you were. Right. Well, it was about five, six blocks away from us, but we had Too just close for comfort there. opened up our Baltimore store in, Fred- in uh, February. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we're trying to gear it up, get it going, then the riots hit. No one came down to Baltimore. Oh, of course. It was, it was like. And you had to worry that you were going to get looted. And you oh, yeah. Yeah, the tons of businesses were uh, looted, destroyed. But um, for some reason, they didn't come down to us, which was pretty good. We got, yeah. They blockaded the whole 
street, and we got very, very lucky. Oh, my God. I was watching it on there thinking, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know where you put the new store or something, but, mm-hmm. you know. It, Talk we, about location, location, location. <laughs> you <laughs> picked the right spot, yeah, man. Yeah, we're in a nicer area, but still, you know, even after it all stopped, people still weren't coming down to Baltimore because they were still afraid. They didn't know what was going to happen or if it was going to kick up again Yeah, or what. It's like, you know. Your mayor, she's a nut. Oh, she's a total nutcase. How the hell did she get elected? I don't know. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you yeah, think we have so. a bad in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and then you see something like that in there, mm-hmm. and I'm like so glad I'm not there uh, as this was going on. But you guys yeah, had to be made some kind of let them blow off steam. Yeah. You know? Totally crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the craziest thing. And they're throwing rocks at the police, and they, they're backing off because... Right. They, and they're like, we're not going to get hurt. You know? I love when they turn their back on them and everything. Though, the, just yeah. yep. bad, bad. It's crazy. God. Not easy for us retailers, folks. And, no. and, and, and you uh, people writing these laws and stuff, uh, you got 11 stores thinking about a 12th one. Maybe not. We've got to wait until to see what ends up happening. So sure. that becomes uh, a big part of it. So uh, any other plans with Lord Baltimore that you're going to do? Are you going to come up with a Maduro? Is there thoughts of... Uh, um, we are st- looking into having like a Lord Calvert, even though there really wasn't oh. a Lord Calvert. We liked the name and figured that may be <laughs> a, right. a cool, cool blend. So we're working on that and hopefully getting that out in the next... Uh, couple of days because once the <laughs> FDA <laughs> puts right. their foot down, you could right. be yeah. screwed. At least make a box of them and sell them to somebody sure. to get it. I think that's what the trade show was all about this year. Um, and um, people trying to get their product out there, not necessarily trying to sell a bunch and market it and do the proper things, which is normally what they do, but just get it out there and we'll worry about it later because they had too much on their plate, but they had to get it out there. Um, that's, yeah. what, that's what I saw. That it was just way too many. They, well, I heard they, there was like 100 new names that came yeah, out yeah. at the trade show. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So as long as they got into one store and they could show something, and um, mm-hmm. man, it was just uh, we really were – I would say we did less of this new stuff than we normally did, uh, despite there being more of them uh, than ever. But uh, we played it safe. You know, um, a couple that we never tried, and I already mentioned those that in their old companies that have a good reputation, but of something that we never tried before, we little here, a little there, very, very little. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be the year of what's new, mm-hmm. because even though all these new things came out, I watched the, the uh, retailers going around and watched the booths and things that they were at, and people were playing it safe. Right. We yeah. went with what's new with the, the known, proven companies. Right, right. You know, the big guys. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm glad Padron got this out while they could get this out. Uh, but then again, I want to say that um, uh, uh, a warning to the Padron smoker, and I know you're going to be the one that's going to gravitate to it, uh, and we will certainly say it when you come into the store and say, oh, here's a new Padron. I want to let you know it's very, very different than the other Padron. Very, very different. It's, it's, it's uh, black and white. I mean, dramatically changed. And I don't think the uh, hardcore Padron smoker, maybe first cigar in the morning or something sure, for, the, sure. for the hardcore cigar smoker. But um, this isn't going to be a go-to for him. For me, a lighter cigar smoker... I'm, as I'm getting to the end of the cigar, I could light one right now, right off yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can, oh, yeah. The problem you is, there's $17. $17. So <laughs> that's where the problem comes. I think he came in high, um, but what are you going to do? That's, uh, Didn't that's he come in a little he's, higher? He's going to limit he, the production, I believe. That's yes. why. I yeah. 
maybe that's what it was because I thought yeah. the pr- the price was going to be like twelve to fourteen dollars. That's, that's what I had heard, and he can, you know, as time went on, he says, "Hey, you can get more out of it." I don't know. I don't know. I think it's high. I think it's uh, it's high, and um, it's unproven. It, Okay, we have five minutes to close. You can just say it. Yeah, you want to do classic <laughs> since we're five minutes here? All right. Can, can we squeeze it in? I think we can do it pretty pretty quick. All right. This classic day in classic history is brought to you, you by Classic Cigars. Epic Rap Battle. <laughs> 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 now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, Steve, today is July 25th, and here's how it works. I'm going to tell you about somebody celebrating their birthday today, and you're going to tell me, without going over, what year they were born. The closest, without going over, gets the point. I have four different birthdays that's happening. Our champion right now is Barry Stein, so he gets to go first, which gives you some time to think about what it is. So when you have your answer, you write it down on paper. You're not going to... jump over somebody and go one one under them or anything like that. So write it down when you uh, figure out what that answer is. Today's birthday is Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc is celebrating his birthday. Do you know who he is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Friends guy? Yes. TV actor who portrayed the dimwit actor Joey on Friends and won a 2012 Golden Globe Award and Best Actor for the TV series Comedy in His Performance. He starred in Bon Jovi's music video, Say It Isn't So, in 2000, and appeared in Lost in Space, Charlie's Angels, and All the Queen's Men. Matt LeBlanc, born today, what year, Barry Stein? 1963. 1963, Mr. Jonathan. 69. 69, and what do you say? 1970. 1970. Barry will take the point at 67. So you said 60 what? 63. 63, and he'll take the point, so Barry gets the point. You guys went over. Okay, so Screw you, Barry now it's going to move over to Mr. Jonathan's going to go first, but get ready for this. Today is Estelle Getty's birthday. Estelle Getty is Golden a Girl. That's right. TV actress played the uh, sarcastic TV mom, Sophia, on Golden Girls with Betty White, which I know you love, Mr. Jonathan. Yes, I do. And she played that role from 1985 to 1992. Born today, Estelle Getty, what year? 1901. 1901. Steve. 1930? 1930. 45. 45. You two are over, and Mr. Jonathan is under. It's 1923. Mr. Jonathan gets Nailed the point. Nailed it. So it's a lot easier than it seems, but these guys are, are professional, Steve. They know <laughs> what they're doing. But this one's going to go to you. Right. Today is the birth date of Walter Payton. Walter, Walter Payton. Payton. Sweetness. The running back Chicago Bears. There we go. Uh, American football running back who played for the Chicago Bears for 13 seasons, only missing one game in 13 seasons. Walter Payton is known as Sweetness. Barry knows his sports for sure. 
uh, remembered as a uh, running back and NFL nine-time pro, uh, blah, 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 lots of stuff. He died in 1999, but he was born today. What year? Steve. 1943. 1943. 56. 56. I'm going to split the difference and say 52. 52 will be the winner. It's 54. So we have Mr. Jonathan with two points. We have Barry with one point. You're a good and luck charm to me, Steve. <laughs> Steve has no that. points. But I've been going over. So but if you get it exact, you get a two points. If you oh, get it okay. exact, so you get a chance for a tie. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Barry, you need a point to tie it, two to win. And Mr. Jonathan, you're headed of the game. And this is the last one. Louise, Louise Brown. Louise Brown is no an idea. English woman. Known for being the first human to have been born by uh, after conception with veto and fertilization. This is the first person with veto fertilization or IVF. In vitro fertilization, yes. Uh, so it goes to you, Barry. What year was she born? The first one. 82. 1982, he says. 1920. 1920, go back. 1979. 1979 is also close, but it's 1978. Oh. Barry? Jonathan. Uh, hang on. Oh, wait a second. If it's 19... Oh, no, he's one over. I'm over. Jonathan, for being so low, gets the point. Bam. Yeah. I was over. I oh, was you're over, over too. So, <laughs> Mr. Jonathan, 3-1 to one to 0. Mr. Jonathan wins in this classic day in classic history. is brought to you by Classic Cigars. Uh, available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. And a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, or Nashville, New Hampshire, on your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. Steve, I don't care what your brother says about you. You're okay in my book because you helped <laughs> me you. win that one. Thank you. Glad I can help. So 11 retail stores, brand owner. What is next for Steve Castro and the Castro Brothers? Ah. <sighs> Sit and wait. Sit and wait for the government. Sit and wait for the government. See what happens there. Come on. Let us know so we can employ more people. That's right. And give more taxes. You've got to let us go. Let us be free. Come up with more great cigars. Yeah. Take the handcuffs off. We shall be free. Next week, Connecticut makes some great tobacco used in premium cigars. Broadleaf and Shade, just to mention a few. We'll join Chris Topper from Topper Cigars, whose family has been making cigars there for over 125 years. We'll be broadcasting live from the Connecticut River Valley, and we'll be in the fields and the curing bonds. Please join us and watch us next week. Until then, for Mr. Jonathan, Barry Stein, vacationing Chuck Morrison, who will be back with us, and our friend Steve Castro joining us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having with me. Us. Really appreciate it. it I'm fun. David Garofalo. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the past five years or the past two hours, and whether you're smoking your Lord Baltimore or your Padron Damaso, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back next week right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia, the newest addition to CAO's World Blends, is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, 
Aiku Mazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices. 